Hi guys, it's me, Paula, and I pray. You can check me out at paulaprays.com. And today, guys, I want to talk about a hot topic, which is anger. And when we speak about anger, we really need to get the right perspective and the right heart motive on anger. Because today, we're living in an hour that people are angry about a lot of things. And I want to look at anger from a biblical perspective, and I want to share it with you. Okay, so Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for everyone on this podcast. I want you to bless them, Lord, would you? Father, Lord, would you bless them? Would you open the eyes of their understanding, that they might be enlightened, that they might know the hope of your calling them? What are the riches of the glory of the inheritance and the saints, the set-apart ones for you, Lord? In Jesus' name, amen. You know, the word anger, it's like, I know you've all probably experienced anger out there, but anger is like um, annoyance. You could look at definitions. It's irritation, being resentful or displeasure. Um, It's a strong feeling. Um, But really, anger is really hurt. Uh, I think a simple definition of anger is hurt. The Greek word for anger is interesting, a strangling. It makes you want to hurt someone. It makes you want to fight back. It makes you want to respond, okay? And today, people are responding to one another. Um, And it's really sad because you're looking in history and you look at 100 years ago or 150 years ago and you see all the um, hurt and anger and even back in just the 60s and uh, concerning um, civil rights movement and how we had an issue with uh, prejudice and and um, people were um, unjust towards African-American blacks. And you see that and you know that was wrong, of course. Nobody agrees with that. I don't know of anyone who, as a Christian, at least a real true follower of Jesus Christ, agrees with slavery of any kind. But at the same time, it's interesting how people will continue to bring up the history but they don't want to move forward. They just want to be angry and get stuck. So I want to move you forward now and say, if you have anger, the Bible talks about Ephesians 4. It says, be angry, yet do not sin. Do not let the sun set upon your anger. Do not make room for the devil. So anger um, you know, the Bible speaks about the works of the flesh in the book of Galatians. You should check it out. It said, if you're, you know, Paul is addressing the church at Galatia, and he's saying, hey, he said, you know, these things are works of the flesh. And we are supposed to be controlled and led by the Holy Spirit. It doesn't mean you don't feel angry, but you don't give way to anger. You don't allow your anger to control you. You know, the Holy Spirit is here. He's the comforter, counselor, intercessor, strengthener, standby man that comes alongside of us. And he helps us. He's our helper. But if you're, beloved, if you're not yielding to the Holy Spirit, you're just yielding to the works of your flesh, you're going to say some really dumb things, okay? So be angry, but sin not, okay? Righteous anger is a whole other story. You know, judging things uh, correctly is important, but righteous anger um, is where the Spirit of God stirs the heart against, not people, but against evil. And I, I tell you, I'm really tired of the church right now because the church has been silent. The church is so afraid. I, I, I just, I'm astounded. We need some 
righteous men and women to rise up that have a, a true motive and a true heart for the Lord, okay? And they speak not, not, not passively, but they speak out against unju- injustice, okay? So there is a righteous anger that stirs the heart, but it should stir your heart, not against groups of people, and, and everybody is racist, you know, of course. You can't even, yeah. It's a whole other story. I'm not going to go there. But there, there, there's emotional problems here. A lot of people are hurt. They've been brokenhearted. Jesus is the healer of broken hearts, by the way. And emotional problems uh, are everywhere. And anger is, is, is being used. You know, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes um, 7, be not quick in your spirit to become angry. You know, don't don't become angry. It's interesting today, though, uh, concerning. I want to go back to slavery, um, and how unjust that just injustice injustice that took place in our nation regarding it, and how um, people were enslaved against their will. Now, I want you to know, everybody has in in their culture slaves slavery, and they enslave one another. Just so you know that in history, it's terrible. So the human spirit is born to be free. And we have a right to be free. But, you know, isn't it odd that babies in the womb are slaves and they're held captive there and they have no rights? They have no country. They have no freedom. They have no voice. And you know that babies and children outside of the womb, the Lord said to me, don't forget the outside of the womb, are being sacrificed, sacrificed and ritually abused in, in different cults. And did you know that that children are um, trafficked, sex traffic of children. It's a huge, huge industry, by the way. And so, you know, I'm a little concerned about the church that they don't rise up in a righteous anger against these things, but they want to get involved with little vexations and things and fight and pick with one another, but not over good things that should be fought over. And James 1, 19, it says, My beloved, let every person be quick, to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. You know, righteousness of God is a divine moral um, justice. It comes to honor and integrity and a pure heart, pure motive. You know, why you do what you do. Is it for publicity? You know, I mean, we just had an incident not too long ago where there was a publicity stunt staged a racial assault that wasn't true from uh, someone who was a, an entertainer, an actor, you know. I mean, it's ridiculous. So we, we need to look at morally just honor and integrity and purity coming from the Holy One, from Jesus Christ, and the word of God, and have a sense of knowing the truth, you know, you know, the, I love it when people quote things, you know, they quote things, they don't really know what they're talking about, but they use it, like, I remember there was this big real estate agency where I came from, I, I came from the Midwest, in Missouri, and Illinois, and there was this agency, they always used that, that one scripture that said, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, and they just, you know, took it out of context, but 
it actually worked. They said, that's the way we're leading our company. And so people can take scriptures and they can be profiting from it and they can use it, you know, for um, motivational reasons and stir up their company and all that and make a lot of money from it. But it's interesting how I am so sad that Christians don't are illiterate, biblical illiterates. They don't even know what the word of God says. In Matthew 7, when Jesus said, do not judge, was he saying you can't make a judgment about something? You mean you can't judge something wrong, morally wrong and unjust? No, Jesus actually was talking about, and I'm switching over just a little bit off of my topic, but I want to make a statement here, that when Jesus said in, in Matthew 7, 1, judge not that, lest you be, uh, that you be not judged or lest you be judged, for what judgment you judge, you will be judged, and with the measure you use it, it will be measured back to you. If you complete the sentence in verse 3, in Matthew 7, 1, now go to verse 3, it says, and why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye and do not consider the plank in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, hey, let me, let me remove that speck from your eye, and look, there's a plank in your own eye, hypocrite. Jesus was speaking to the hypocrite. You know, he had an audience, the masses followed him, and they were under the Sanhedrin. I mean, I don't know if you know this, but um, the Jewish legal scholars and, uh, you know, the, the people who um, were the Jewish uh, tradition and law, the lawyers and all that, they dogged Jesus' trail and they judged him. They were judging him. So he was speaking to the crowd and he was saying, don't give what is holy to the dogs. Don't cast your pearls before swine. Let's say trample them under your feet, under their feet and turn and tear you in pieces And he went on to say, again, he was speaking to hypocrites, someone who pretended to be holy, like St. Plaster, you know, in white, pretend you're an imposter. He pretends to be morally. The law and the prophets, he was looking at the law and the prophets, and he was quoting it, but they weren't righteous in their heart. They They weren't righteous in their heart. You see, he was bringing a whole new thought, a new idea here, um, and getting ready to set up his kingdom here on earth. And it had come. He said the kingdom of God actually had come. It's come in great power and great might when he came on the scene. So he also went on to say that um, about the father asking, but he said the way was narrow in uh, verse 13, enter by the narrow gate, come to Jesus to get to God. The father was coming through this gate through Jesus was the way, okay? And then he said, again, if you take the whole Matthew 7 in context, beware of false prophets that come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. You know? So so you can pretend holiness. So there are a lot of voices today. I'm, I don't mean to be political, but I'm going to say that the opposition. People out there that look, they have high position. They have, they have titles behind their name. You know, they're in government and leadership, and they look or sound like as if they're holy or righteous. But that's not the motive of of their hearts. So they're very angry. You know, every single thing that's wrong is Donald, President Donald Trump's fault. You know, it's ridiculous. And so we need some people to rise up and judge according to the word of God. It's not judging according to sense knowledge, just what you see or feel. What you don't know, judge not according to appearance, the Bible says. Go deep. 
beneath the surface. Look beyond the position, the power, the title, the name. You know, judge righteously. John 7, 24. Okay, what's a hot topic that hits the nerve? I, I, you know, I'm a little unnerved by Christians who aren't grown up spiritually and are Bible illiterate. Judge according to the word of God, but judge righteously. You know? God alone has the power to judge. He is the just judge. Do not, do not judge and take and, 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 and look at the surface things, okay? But judge and go deeper be, be, be behind the scene and look at the motive of the heart. Jesus judged righteously. <laughs> I like the way people use excuses for anger, though. You know, like they're angry about everything and they judge everyone. And, you know, they've got this big plank in their eye, but they're accused. The opposition is accusing, you know, um, President Donald Trump. And every day, you know, you just hear this constant. It's almost like they're mind controlled. It's almost like they're they're just everybody's saying there's no intelligent arguments or there's no ability to talk anymore. It's the kind of anger that's outside of the correct anger, I call it today. It's an it's 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 not righteous anger, in other words. Okay, back to that subject of the babies in the womb, when a baby is allowed to be murdered in the womb, and then when they also are delivered, and then they're allowed to be murdered, you know, in these states that are allowing this, Virginia, here, and then also in New York and other places, they're allowed that, and they're saying that's their freedom, the right to choose. You know, um, and I'm for the right to life because it's an injustice. And there is a righteous anger. And when Jesus was in the temple um, and he threw out the money changers and he said, my father's house will be a house of prayer, but you've made it a den of thieves. That's quoted uh, in Matthew 21, Mark 11 and John uh, chapter 2. He did that at the beginning of his ministry and then at the end, his earthly ministry on earth. And then he physically cleared them out. Did he have a just good case or cause? Yeah. Was it rational to some? Maybe not. Was it radical? I don't think so. He flipped the, he flipped the tables over, but he never sinned. Why? Because he didn't have a sin nature. He didn't have a sin nature. He overturned, he overturned the table. That's what we need to do. We need to look at Jesus as our role model and have the right kind of anger. Okay, look at the motive. Just not an excuse to be angry. Oh, I'm just angry, and you're always gossiping and angry and frustrated, and um, that's not good. You know, you can use anything to like. There in the temple, they were selling doves, and they were they were turning it into a market, making money. It wasn't. So he was righteously angry for his father's house. You see that? It was like marketplace. Oh, I feel like shopping today. You know, let's go shopping, you know, kind of thing. So, so why are these things happening? To prevent people, we're supposed to prevent people from taking advantage of others who are less fortunate or who cannot speak or defend. They're defenseless. You know, we're not just getting angry. Oh, we're just always angry every day. No, over an injustice, unjust things. There's a deeper meaning here. Go deeper, okay? Go deeper. Would you go deeper today? And would you not give way to the works of the flesh? Because the Bible says when you get over into the flesh, you could hurt someone. 
it could physically hurt some. We've seen that. I mean, you know, people, I want to share something with you. The feelings that people have today are, are not based on truth. It's, it's very hard feelings and it's hurt. And I look at the people and I think what went on in their lives, what's going on behind the scenes, pray for them. Okay. But don't be participating in that kind of anger. The kind of anger is a righteous anger that Christ showed us and, and take up the cause of those who cannot speak for themselves. Okay. Take up a righteous cause. All right. Don't, don't get in these little fights back and forth. I mean, some of these things are are just unbelievably ridiculous. I mean, every single day, you can't listen to that. You've got to listen to the Lord. You've got to be led by the Spirit of God. He's not going to lead you in the way of fighting after people, but he is going to lead you to pray for those people, definitely, but to stand up and speak out rightly for the things that God's heart is, uh, you know, concerned about. He's concerned about widows and orphans. Who are the modern-day orphans today? Who are the orphans? The babies in and outside the womb, the children that are being trafficked. It amazes me that women's rights, you know, so-called women women's rights movements are not upset about Muslim women who have to wear a burqa and can't drive a car and aren't allowed to have any education and are, are stifled and pushed down and treated today. In many countries, you know, women are treated harshly that's 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 an injustice to me. I don't understand why that's not being fought. I don't understand why little girls in the womb are not important and the right of women the rights of women to carry life. You know, their femininity is being ass- assaulted in my opinion. That's a, a, a an injustice to me. So, I wasn't turning this into a platform to speak um in in one or one way or the other. I just want to bring this up to you if you're say you're you're pro-choice or pro-life whatever but I'm just saying think about these things about your anger think about it is it a just anger is it a righteous anger okay if you're going to judge judge righteously not hypocritically look beyond because you know what Jesus said in that same chapter of Matthew uh, 7 he talked about you know um those who looked good outwardly, but inwardly they look, you know, they could look like they're, they're little sheep and they're, but actually they're ravenous wolves. So, so outwardly they're, they're dressed like, you know, oh, wow, they look pretty good. Don't just look at how somebody looks. Don't judge by appearance only or even titles. Go beyond that. Okay. I don't want to, I don't want to belabor this, but just go forward in Jesus name. This is a hot topic, anger. Okay. What kind of anger do you have? I just pray for you, who's ever listening to this, that you would be healed right now of a broken heart. Now, there's hurt there. You've been hurt. And I pray in Jesus' name that the Lord would heal you right now. You'd reach out and receive your healing. Ask the Lord. Say, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me for being angry. Forgive and release. That's the key, you know. It's releasing those who have hurt you. If you've been hurt, I'm sorry. If you've been hurt, would you forgive with the love of God in your heart right now? If you're a Christian and Jesus has come into your heart, then would you release the person who's offended you? Because there, there's many offenses going on right now, flying around. But I'm sorry that someone hurt you. But Jesus doesn't hurt you, okay? Receive your forgiveness through Christ alone. It's Jesus Christ in Him crucified. 
and risen from the dead for your justification and for mine. He died. His blood was shed for our sins. So he came to give you a new life. Receive his life. It's the life of God. By faith, we enter into the kingdom of God. Just pray and ask him to come into your heart to forgive you of your sins. If you've had anger in your heart, say, God, forgive me. Release those who have offended you. Okay? I love you and I bless you and remember me as I remember you, guys. We'll be talking to you later, okay? God bless. Bye-bye.